as we uh, are journeying as a church with a series of sermons from um, different Bible books, uh, I just wanted to say that when we talked about moving, shifting from one book to another, we thought it would be nice to have a natural break with a free theme, so then we've got enough time to um, step back and listen and see what God has been um, telling us as a church and has been teaching us as well. So today, I think the theme is free, is from Hebrews chapter 12, and basically, I've chosen this passage on the light of what happened last Sunday, when we all, as body of Christ, decided that we want to journey together and covenant we stand up together and we say we're going to share this journey together. Um, the picture of the race is quite a good illustration because it comes straight from Hebrews uh, chapter 12. I'm going to read it and I'm going to read only the first three verses and we're going to be uh, focusing on two or three thoughts there. Um, Hebrews chapter 12 verses 1 to 3. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses... Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. And what we said last Sunday, and what we, you're going to hear throughout the whole year, is that actually what we did last Sunday, and when we covenanted together as a body of believers, it was not just mere words, but we kind of expressed that we want to journey together in this journey of faith, and we've got this load that we could bear with one another. And it's very clearly from Hebrews that actually we are given a race to run. Now, I'm sorry the picture is not very clear. It's very clear on my computer screen. Um, This guy, I don't know if you ever heard of Cliff Young. He's another, I mean, Fiona shared something extraordinary earlier on when I asked about who has uh, raced the, the highest race. But this guy is an Australian potato farmer. In 1983, 150 world-class runners decided to go to Sydney, Australia. And they wanted to race between Sydney and Melbourne, 534.7 miles. And they decided that the race was going to be on a set date, and 150 world-class runners ready to go. At the reception desk appears a guy with his overalls, farming boots, and he said he wanted to run the race. Everybody laughed at him. The media at those days, I don't think it was as strong as these days, 1983, but they made mock of, well, they mocked him. And the titles was this 61-year-old toothless person is wanting to run the race. 
the irony of it all was that Cliff Young won the race. (laughs) And even though he was a joke to the people who were watching, he ran the race, this 534.7 miles, for five days, 15 hours, and four minutes. Now, somebody else was behind him, but was only nine hours and 56 minutes behind him. Do you know why? Because nobody had told Cliff that he could sleep while he was racing. So he went on non-stop because he knew that he wanted to run the race and go all the way to the end. Amazing. Amazing story, but which we can identify with as well because we are all asked to run the race. And the question that first comes from me, from this, for me from this passage is, it's a very searching question. We all say that life is a race. The question that I've got for myself and for you today is, are you running, are you running this race with Jesus? It's a big challenge. Now, for those of you who have committed to Christ and you're part of this church and you, you, you're part of the walk with Jesus, you say, yes, of course, we want to run this race with Jesus. But it's amazing how much clutter we gather. It's amazing how, things, how, how many things we do just for the sake of inertia. And I think I just wanted to stop here and think a little bit of this passage with the idea not only on our individual context, but it's also in the context as us as a, as a church family. Because I want to ask the question, what are some of the things that are cluttering my life? And what are some of the things that are cluttering the life of our church community? Because basically... In 12 verse 1, we say, the, the, the author or the, the writer says here, throw off everything that hinders this race and the sin that so easily entangles. So there is, there is an exhortation there. There is a, is a challenge there that this clutter could not only be our own set up or our own thinking or our own um, method of doing things, but it could be things that, you know, sin that so easily entangles our lives. So with that in mind, I'm assuming that we all have got clutter. I'm assuming that we all have got things that we do for the sake of inertia. So on the basis of that assumption, I want to challenge myself and you this morning, saying, what are we doing? How are we dealing with the clutter and inertia that is really holding us back to run this race? Because actually, we all have got a race to run. The race that is set before us, says the the writer of Hebrews. 
Are we, run, are we running this race with Jesus? Is it clutter-free? Is it inertia-free? Is it full of patience? Is it with endurance? Is it a bit like Cliff Young? The other thing that comes very clearly from Hebrews is the amount of times that the whole book of Hebrews talks about let us, let us, let us. Just in this chapter, I think there is at least four times that it's mentioned. I think verse 28 as well says something about let us. But it's very clearly that for this, for this writer, and it's very clearly for, for our own setup, that actually in this race, we are never asked to be on our own. That's why God gave the world the gift of the church. That's why God has given us the gift of brothers and sisters in Christ. This is what makes this body so special. Because we are all different. We're all unique in our own setup. But when we all come to Christ, we become part of God's family. And therefore, because we're part of God's family, we say, we've got a journey to be together. We've got a race that is marked for us. So, the difficult question, the challenging question is, are you running the race on your own steam, on your own strength, on your own? Or are you running it with one another? The picture of Derek and his father earlier on that I showed the children is quite a moving picture. But it's a very vivid picture of me, of Father God coming into the track of one another, coming to that track and holding our hands so we finish well. So when we can face him, Father God can say, well done, my faithful servant. The third point that comes very clearly from this passage from Hebrews is that actually... The race ahead of us is not easy one. And this is the place where I struggle when we present the gospel to people who do not know him. That when we talk about people coming to faith and we say that actually the Christian life is an easy life. And we present not the whole picture of what does it mean to follow follow Jesus. What does it mean to be a follower of Christ? Because I think we really underestimate, because we're so keen that people come to faith, we underestimate that the compact, the, 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 the density of the Christian life is immense. It's immense. It's big. And actually, the... The writer of Hebrews says that the race that is marked ahead of us is marked with hurdles. 
Jesus' race here on earth was marked with hurdles. And that's why he is able to say that actually in this race we've got only one coach. And that's Jesus. In this race, as we have got one another as a team, we've got only one captain. And that's Jesus. And that's why he can say, consider him. Fix your eyes. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author, the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross. Consider him. Why? Why do we need to set our eyes on Jesus? Why do we need to consider him? Because it says, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. I don't know where you stand today. I don't know where you sit today. Whether you are one of those people who is excited about the race ahead of you. And you say, yes, yes, I want to. Perhaps you're in the crossroads. Or perhaps you're just one in those places that you think, I'm really tired. I'm troubled. I'm weary. And you find yourself in the middle of this racetrack with different voices saying different things to you. Perhaps your friends, your family, your loved ones say to you to give up. Perhaps the world says it's not possible. The impact that we've got from other people say, well, it's not worth it. I don't know where you are today. But I know one thing, that God knows where you are. And I don't say this lightly, but it is very true for me, and I think what I experience from God's word and scriptures, that one of the reasons why I sometimes feel, grow weary, and I lose heart, is because I lose sight of who Jesus is and what he has done for me. So regardless where you are today, I want to assure you and affirm you that God is there to hold your hands, to hold your arm and run the race with you. But you should be there with your eyes fixed on Jesus. Otherwise, your focus is not set on the right place. And very soon, you will grow weary. Very soon, you'll lose heart. Very soon, this will have an impact on let us race together. So we are in the race. Jesus is our coach.
We want to journey with him. We want to race with him. And we want to race with one another. This passage has been very challenging for me. It's been challenging for a lot of aspects. Where we are as a church, what we want to do in the next 12, in the next 13, in the next 15, in the next five years. Those 13, 13 were months. Um, but what, what is God calling us to do? And I really want to finish with just backing up what Iron said earlier on. In this race, we need to decide whether we want to be hot or cold. We cannot just walk the race. Let's pray together. Your word, Father God, says that we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. We are surrounded by people around us who have walked and journeyed this walk of faith. And they've walked the race. And they've seen your face. And we look back at their lives, Lord, and we want to thank you. We also want to thank you, Lord, for all the witnesses of the scriptures, the heroes of faith, Lord, of Hebrews 11 and the rest of the book. We want to thank you, Lord, for the way that they have journeyed and they have run this race. At the same time, Lord, we are reminded that we ought to run this race that is set before us. And I sense, Lord, that there is some of us here who are weary. I sense, Lord, that there is some of us, Lord, who have lost heart here. And there are some of us, Lord, who are excited about this race ahead of them. And yet, Lord, we are all your people. We're sheep of your flock, regardless where we are, Lord. So, today my prayer, Lord Jesus, is that by the power of your Spirit, you will help and enable us to set our eyes on Jesus. To consider you, to consider the glory, Lord, that you have made us all entitled of. And to know, Lord Jesus, that you have called us in this race. And you are there for each and every step that we throw. Have your way, Lord. Train us. Affirm us. Rebuke us. Teach us. Challenge us. Help us, Lord, to exercise with things that come from above that make this race possible. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.